Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger. I have another fantastic guest with us on the show today. And listen, if you end up loving this episode, please show your love and appreciation by following this podcast wherever you're listening. Be sure to give it a five-star review, preferably with some nice comments, because that is how other techies like you and I find cool podcasts like this. So today, I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing uh, Matteo Rialfi, who is the co-founder and CEO of Tint.ai. Uh, Mateus, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and what it is that you guys do? Hi, JC. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, I'm the co-founder and CEO of uh, Tint. We help tech platforms embed insurance into their products. So think about you know, the last time you use Airbnb or Uber, you don't even think about it, but there's actually insurance being transacted with your service. And that's a little bit of what Tint helps. Like, you no, know, we will make easy for any tech platform to make insurance as part of their product and services. So they can um, sell more, they can get more profitability uh, out of it. So l- let's talk about that. I found this very fascinating because I haven't seen anything like this, right? And I'm a tech guy. I see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought this was interesting. I want to dive a little deeper into that. So give me an example. So, and here's here's the way I see it, but I want to I know if I'm wrong here. So when you're saying that a company can offer insurance to its customers for the use of their platform, is that like saying if I'm using an email marketing software and it accidentally sends out the email with the token of first name instead of the actual name, I say, whoa, what the hell? And there's an insurance, like, I guess, you know, give me an example of where the insurance comes in and what types of platforms people typically would want to see this on. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get an example of a real customer that, that is public. There's a company called Neighbor, which is like, think about Airbnb for storage. So you can you know, rent out your garage space for somebody else and they can leave their things there, a car, boxes, whatever it is. And we help Neighbor create a kind of protection product that, you know, if you leave your things in storage, something happens, it's broken, there's water damage, whatever may happen, you get paid, Right. So the idea is that all the companies we work with, by making insurance a feature of their products, they actually kind of, the value of their product and service increases to the customers, right? So uh, at the beginning of the show, I thought about, uh, I mentioned the Airbnb idea. So if there's damage, you, know, you rent out your place on Airbnb, there is damage. As a host, you get paid because Airbnb got some insurance uh, in place. So imagine Airbnb now have to go and convince people to let strangers come to their house with no assurance and saying, by the way, if something wrong happens and it will happen, it's your problem. Like you are uh, by yourself. So like obviously the service wouldn't work uh, without that protection. Okay. Now that makes sense that I get. And I was thinking Airbnb when you were saying like that Mm Mayborn one. What about other digital types of, as like, what about software platforms of use for B2B, right? Because those are more B2C. So yes. I understand a consumer need for insurance. Can you give us an example of a B2B style one? Absolutely. So we've seen a huge trend in a lot of different vertical SaaS platforms. So vertical SaaS being those companies where uh, businesses can run their operations. So so again, one of our customers um, called Guesty. They help property managers 
uh, rent out their spaces in our Airbnb, Verbo, or, or many different channels. So they can run their, their calendars, they can run their cleaning, like all those kind of services that they need to do to manage the property on, on Guesty. Guesty is de facto their operating system. So what we do, we work with those kinds of companies to help them protection as one part of the the, the stack that they offer because now they're, they're covering one more necessity that the business will have. And the beauty like that we're seeing with this vertical size and others is that they know the customer very well. They have the direct relationship. So they already pay to acquire that customer. So it's literally a, you know, the insurance distribution, the insurance of the, the protection product comes as a net profit that kind of center to, to those companies. That's cool. So I was, I was looking at your website, which like I have over here too, my other screen. If anyone sees me going this uh-huh. way, it's like, oh yeah, I was, I was looking at some other stuff here too. Tell me about how your system decides how the insurance, let's say numbers work. I mean, is it, it's tint.ai, right? So there's an artificial intelligence yes. somewhere in here. Let's talk about the tech, like the fun stuff, the tech stuff. Like how is it deciding and figuring out what to charge, what to cover, things like that? Sure. So we, the way we work is that we do three main things to those companies, right? It's a way to provide this end-to-end solution to help them create their own embedded uh, protection products. So we help them with all the technology. So as you mentioned, uh, all the core systems that need that run in the background from who sees what price, uh, what price they sees, who do we keep track of, who purchased what, if there's a damage, like how does this person get paid? Like all of those things, this is what kind of our software uh, we stack. And then we also help those companies with you know, the back office and compliance. Uh, no, insurance is a highly regulated space. So there are a lot that goes behind the scenes to, to make that happen uh, in, a, in, a, in a, the right way. And then we also help those companies kind of transfer the risk. So getting some insurance or reinsurance partners that would actually take the risk if those companies work. Now, if we double click on the software part, which is more and more the, the AI piece, yeah, we, we can support any pricing logic and we work with actuaries. We work with some of the kind of data and, and, and actuary um, folks to come up with like, what's the right price that should be charged for the users. And we have everything from the same price for everybody, very simple, all the way to using machine learning, some sophisticated algorithms to try to uh, come up with this pricing. Can people set their own pricing or is it just based off the model from your your software? <laughs> it's a combination of both. Uh, we typically can provide some expertise and some guidance, but we we have a partnership with our customers where they eventually control the customer, they control the user expertise. So they are welcome to tweak some of those kind of pricing suggestions that we can may, may uh, come up with. Nice. Okay. So what motivated you to, to start this company? I mean, like, what kind of history do you have? You know, were you working for some insurance company and you're like, this is crap and I need to, <laughs> I need to make the system better. I mean, like, just what was your motivation for even creating this? Yeah, I think you, you, you're, you're right. So that was um, a little bit of the motivation. So, I mean, as most people working in insurance, I, didn't I, I came to this path a little bit by accident. Uh, so I joined, I, I, I am originally from Brazil, graduated from business school, and I joined a company called Turo, a peer-to-peer car sharing uh, marketplace. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a multi, yeah, it's a multi-billion dollar business now. But when I joined, it was um, uh, not 15 people startup. 
And it turns out like I, I, I was leading the international expansion. And I, it, I hope you kept your stock options, by the way. <laughs> I, did. I did. Luckily, I, I did exercise them, them all. So that we, I, I spent four years with the company. But yeah, the, the, my, my job was to launch the business abroad. And 80% of my time was spent understanding insurance, understanding how things were working in Canada, in the UK, in France, in, in many other countries. And, you know, in, in parallel, my co-founder, who was also an early employee at Turo, was the head of uh, data science. So he was coming up with the models, this pricing logics that you that you asked for, uh, that, you, that, you, that you talked about. And we kind of realized the same problem and opportunity, right? The, the, the problem, the, the opportunity was that Turo was you now coming, launching and processing hundreds of millions of dollars of insurance premiums, right, or of, uh, protection fees, as they call it. So we're seeing the clear benefit and the business really couldn't exist without this, this, this insurance protection. But we also saw how hard it was for a company that is not in the core business of insurance, that doesn't have you know, software engineers that are dedicated to this piece of the business, like how hard it was for them to actually make things work. So that's really what inspired us to uh, start tents to make it easy you know, really the product that we wish existed when we were uh, working at Turo and creating similar uh, products for them. Very cool. Does this apply to any kind of service based, right? Because like so far what I'm hearing, it's it's more about when there's, you know, products or something at risk, which is, makes sense for insurance. But let's say, for example, like I'm dating a girl who owns a, a talent agency right now. So every now and then something can happen and a client can, let's say, pay to have talent show up for a certain gig. But something can yeah. happen and that talent either doesn't make it or they uh, maybe they break something while they're there. Who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Would your insurance work for a business like that or a business like mine, like marketing, right, Mark? If marketing goes bad, like if an advertising agency puts out something that is false advertising, for example, by accident or on purpose, who knows, mm-hmm. can that be covered through what you're doing? So how about service-based industries? Absolutely. So, they, for example, we, we have one of our customers, um, it's called Deal. So they help companies hire contractors abroad and they provide all the contracts, the payments, like all everything you need to have a contractor working for you um, in a country outside the U.S. And you know, we worked with them to create uh, what is called misclassification guarantee. So basically, if deal tells you it's OK to hire this person, say, in Italy as a contractor, and it turns out they're wrong and then this person ends up suing you for misclassification, like uh, was saying that you no, know, actually he or she was an employee, um, not a contractor. This coverage, this protection from deal will pay the legal fees up to a certain amount. So this is an example of this, a pure service where it can the the protection can work. In your example of the of the talent, I mean, one way of thinking is like as a business, what are the risks that your customer has when they are contracting you? that if you were to get those risks to go away, you would sell more. That is the the most, like the ultimate way of thinking about embedded insurance, embedded protection, because if there's a clear risk, in this case, the risk is like your talent breaking something, can't, like then you restructure a product and say, and by the way, you can have a pre- premium tier of my service that if that were to happen, then you, know, you you're covered up to X amount. And if, and if they deny the example. coverage, if they deny the coverage in, in a way that can also maybe protect the business from a lawsuit, it's like, hey, we gave them a chance to cover this and they did. And now that may not work in every state, 
but I could see a legal argument if you offer insurance and something goes wrong, it might help you in a lawsuit if you're sued for the thing that went wrong that they denied that they declined the coverage for. Yeah, I think you know we the the way we work normally with those things is like you know, we have a compliance uh, department and, and, and with the legal team that will kind of go to the bottom of this and know the exact use case, know exactly uh, what what's happening to just confirm like whether or not say what you're saying uh, it's right. But the principle seems to apply, right? Which is like you you're naming that risk. And then in a way you're kind of offering the, the ability of a go away. So that's a good, like it's a good way of being transparent. And the reality is like your customers, if their risk is real, your customers are already thinking about it. And in our case, like a lot of our prospects that when they come to us, they are already hearing from their customers that there is a pain point. So those are the kind of the best use cases for us when it's like, you know, you're already hearing, you're already dealing with that pain. So we help you transform that pain into a profit center or something that not only protect your customer, but also kind of accelerates your growth and your, and your profitability. Very cool. Does your tech company have the right marketing systems and strategies in place so you don't have to do it all yourself? Are you frustrated that you're not getting the ROI on your marketing budget that you know you should? Well, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. For the last 10 years, we've been helping companies just like yours make huge returns on their marketing budget. So for more information, go to our website, www.infinitymgroup.com, or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com, or if you prefer the phone, give us a call at 303-834-7344 to find out how we can help your tech company make more money. Now back to the show. So uh, I'm a marketing guy by by trade, right? So my next question is, how are you guys getting the word out there about? It? I mean, you're on, you're on a podcast, so that's one thing, right? You got a PR mm-hmm. angle, right? Uh, but beyond that, are you guys doing like paid ads, social media? SEO? I mean, what what kind of things do you use to get out into the market? We do have like some PR related efforts or or, or thought leadership efforts. I think. It's a very nascent industry. So there's quite a bit of education that we do. And I think that we see that as a way to just kind of put the message um, the message out there. Um, we do have uh, a lot of content creation. So not, not necessarily thought leadership directly, but you know, blogs um, and you know, um, content in, in other channels as well. Because again, relates to the education piece. We also have a direct sales force or um, an outbound um, a channel where we can reach out to companies and like create media. So we are using a combination of both. We don't do a lot of pay just yet or didn't do a lot of pay in 2022. I think it's absolutely in our plan for 2023 to be more aggressive on uh, on paid. But our no, our hypothesis is that paid is, is we're not at the point at the industry or the, the vertical being such nascent. Uh, it's not a, the point yet where now, paid will be the most scale is scalable um, kind of a uh, higher ROI channel, but we will start um, making a lot more experiments with that next year. Yeah, you have a lot to choose from, right? I mean, I just I like what you're doing because it's fairly unique. I'm sure you have competitors; everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee it's a it's small, right? Uh, because this this type of thing, especially with the way you do it, I, I think is very cool and very unique. Future BizTech podcast. I got to ask the question, <laughs> the future mm-hmm. questions, right? First one is, where do you see the industry of 
this type of insurance going, right? So you and your competitors and just in general, I mean, you know, this is something I think is going to evolve just given where things yeah. are going. So where do you see that next five to 10 years, whether it be th- because of regulation or legislation or technology or just economy, you know, where do you see the overall industry of where you're at evolving to? Yeah, we are in the, my point of view, most exciting time in the insurance industry since it was created hundreds of years ago, right? I know that exciting and insurance are not necessarily <laughs> two terms that go together. <laughs> I didn't part. want to. I didn't want to say. I kind of wanted to say it, but I was like, "That is, it, like, you heard it here first, guys." Uh, exciting and insurance using the same sentence, but I agree with you. This because this stuff fascinates me. I like the tech side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So what what's happening here, right? The bigger trend of like we're talking about here is that insurance is becoming a feature, not a product, right? You have now all those tech platforms. And again, we use Airbnb and Uber as examples, but those now came, well, 10, 15 years ago. And obviously they are at scale now, but there are many examples like Apple, Flexport, Tesla, like everywhere you look, you see known insurance companies launching their own embedded insurance products because they realize that makes their core business better. So in a way, like think about insurance, right? Is this product that was created 300 years ago that kind of looks and feels the same. And even with the internet of like you know, the, the, the beginning of the 2000s and the mobile app uh, in the you know, 2010s or so, it was still the same product. It's just that instead of being sold by an agent on the street, it was sold by via a mobile app or via a website, but fundamentally the same product, same everything. With embedded, that changes, right? Because again, the companies are going to be the ones driving it. It's like Apple Care is branded by Apple. It's run by Apple. Or it's part of Apple stack when you buy an iPhone and it's a protection uh, product, right? And in this new world, it everything changes. The unit economics change because now Geico's and progressives of the world spend 25% of their the dollar that premium that, that you pay in premiums in advertising. So every time you have your car insurance, then you spend $1,000 a year, 250 to 300 of that, go to that Geico on TV that you and on the radio that you see over and over. So in this world where the customer has already been acquired, that expense is gone. Apple already paid for the uh, iPhone advertising. So the Apple Care distribution cost is virtually um, ah, zero. That's a, that's a and then all the technology, like all the things that happen behind the scenes. So... In 10 years, a lot of the insurance products won't be standalone anymore. There will be features of brands that people love. I like that idea that the feature instead of a product, that's interesting. Okay, so let's dial down a little bit more now. Let's talk about your coming. Tint, where do you see you guys in the next six to 12 months? And if you, if you have any like cool roadmap features, like my, my audience loves to hear the, the new stuff first. Right? What, what can you give us? What kind of preview can we extract out of you today? It's a great question. So we, you know, being uh, the last few few months, really laser focused on um, uh, or like launching new products in the shipping vertical. Um, like we, again, we we had a, over 10 different use cases on our platform already, but we've seen shipping as one that was getting a lot of traction. So you see a lot of our kind of next kind of rollouts coming on, on the shipping and shipping protection in, industry. And in six, 12 months, I think you should expect to see a lot on the vacation rental 
as well. So again, supporting the, the property owners who are putting their properties out for short-term rentals and making sure that when things that go wrong and they will in, in you know, uh, a certain percentage of times, they they get paid and then they can keep keep making money with their um, with their product. That's awesome. So, so thank you for those two, because I, I, I always need that in the podcast. We're gonna, we always got to look ahead, not just what's what's right here. Um, I want to ask you a personal question. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. Mm-hmm. What did you want to do when you were a kid? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? And then is is this it? Did you want to be like a tech you know, CEO or it, was it a firefighter? And then how, how did you get to here from there kind of thing? So I... I wanted to be two things, right? So I, I, I'm lucky that I end up in one of the two options. I think I wanted to be a like athlete. I always love sports in general. I play, I'm again from Brazil. I play uh, soccer from a very early age. I played tennis from an early age as well. Unfortunately, I was never really good to pursue that professionally. So that was that that route was off the table. But the other route was to be a, a founder. So I was one of those kind of kids where had the the the, the lemon stand type of things. Uh, like, you were the hustler. Early, you were the hustler age, kid. Exactly. I was doing <laughs> things, you know, and then creating things on the side, trying to monetize a few ideas here and there. So I always enjoyed that. So, I mean, luckily I ended up uh, really in, in a, one of the, the two options that I really wanted for me in the future. So that's great because, you know, I mean, a lot of people, some people nail it, right? And other people like just life kind of pulls them in different directions. And you should, I mean, you should be able to adapt to, you know, changing circumstances and things like that. So that's cool though. I like that. Uh, I, I love that you're from Brazil. My first international trip I ever did, first time I ever used my passport, uh, mm-hmm. I went to Rio for Carnival 10 days <laughs> solo. And nice. it was wild. <laughs> like, absolutely I can't imagine. Wild. Oh man, that was my first trip. Like talk about diving, you know, head first into an empty pool, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. That is probably the most intense time you can come to Brazil. So you oh, go yeah. up from zero to a thousand right away. Yeah. And I was staying in Ipanema, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and like right there on, on, on the board, it was fantastic. So uh, love your country. Although I will say, and this is a warning to anyone. They have this thing out there called the black sun. And I'd never heard of this term, the black sun. And I was like, what's the black sun? And, and I, I found out the hard way because I was sitting on the beach under this um, like cabana thing, right? Like an umbrella cabana mm-hmm. thing. And half of my foot was outside of the shade, just half, maybe sitting there for 15 minutes talking to someone. Look down at my foot and it is, I mean, beet red, beet, that, that one half. And I was like, how is that possible to get that burned that fast. And apparently just the, the, the humidity and the haze that's up near, you know, when, when the sun's out, uh, uh, they, they, they call it the black sun because you can basically burn so fast. And I was completely unprepared for that. I was like, whoa. So, so anyone listening, just make sure that you wear your sunscreen and have a lot of shade if you're going to be out there uh, uh, when the haze is out. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree um, so- with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mateus, how, how can people uh, reach you? Um, well, first, how can they reach the company if they want to just check out the website and whatnot? And then how can they reach you personally if they have some bigger prospective higher end deals for you? So the, the company can go through our website. Um, we have uh, many kind of forms and different ways there. We do check all of them. We guarantee that you're going to get an answer. So that's a definitely good place to start. If and you want to reach t- out to me. It, it's tint.ai, right? T-I-N-T. Exactly. T-I-N-T dot A-I. 
Perfect. And then if you want to talk with me personally, a good channel can be my LinkedIn. So uh, you can just probably search my name. You, you will find me. And I'm all also very active on LinkedIn. So be happy to, to chat more. And it's and for anyone listening, it's Mateus, M-A-T-H-E-U-S, and then Rialfi, R-I-O-L-F-I, correct? That is right. Perfect. This way, if they're trying to find you on LinkedIn, make sure they don't end up with someone else, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good news is that I do believe there's only one Mateus Rialfi in the world. So I think you probably cool. not going to get If you spell it right, <laughs> one of a kind. <laughs> Hear that, ladies? He's one of a kind. Uh, for everyone listening out there, again, if you liked what you heard today, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, give it a five-star rating, put some cool comments behind it so others uh, like other techies like us can find it and uh, enjoy learning about all the really cool B2B tech software on the market today. Uh, Mateus, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, I actually look forward to talking to you after this because I have a lot of interest in uh, in, the, in your in your feature type product here <laughs> soon. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you so much, JC. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps the podcast jump into ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, If you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted, hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com, that's infinitymgroup.com, or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com. Or you can call us at 303-834-7344. We look forward to talking with you. And I look forward to you listening to my next episode of Future of BizTech.